welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hi, Kevin, Property Soldier here. This live that I'm doing today is going to be covering how to be getting rent to SA deals from letting agents because that's a very common question that people ask me uh, with regards to that particular acquisition strategy in service combination. Now, I'm, going to, I'm multitasking at the moment. I'm living onto a couple of different platforms. And so I'm also recording this for my podcast, Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast, where you'll get lots more information about serviced accommodation and on my YouTube channel and also onto my page. So I've got some notes here that I'm going to be referring to and uh, covering all the different uh, aspects and all the different points that you need to consider and implement when you are doing Rent to SA and clearly when you want to target letting agents to be getting your Rent to SA properties. So a lot of people, the mistake that people make is they go into a letting agent and effectively, without convincing the letting agent, otherwise um, the letting agent can see right through it and think, well, you're just going to, rent the property and then list it on Airbnb and booking.com. And um, people do still manage to get properties from letting agents that way. Absolutely true. However, you, you should give yourself the best chance of success when dealing with letting agents. And so let's reverse engineer this and let's create the scenario where you are going to have the best chance of success, service combination success, which is the title of my book. <laughs> and so, yeah, absolutely. If you want to get more information on service combination as well, I've written a, a book about it and um, the reviews are, are fantastic that I'm getting so far. It's averaging 4.8 um, on Amazon. It's been Amazon number one bestseller in its category. And so, yeah, go and check out the book as well on Amazon service combination success. Okay, so the best way to get your service accommodation property from letting agents is to actually have your guests lined up in advance of asking for the property from the letting agent. So I know some people are saying hi to me on this live, uh, but I'm recording this for a podcast as well. So what I'll do is I'll I'll do the um, presentation if you like. And I'll come to Q&A at the end. So if you've got any questions, then type them into the comments section as we go through. And then at the end, I will come to answering any questions that you may have. So getting your guests lined up in advance of going in and seeing the letting agent. Now, you can do this even if you do not have any service accommodation properties already. So how on earth do you do that? That is the whole point of this live that I'm doing now in this podcast episode. So reverse engineer this thing. Create a company 
And it's going to be your serviced accommodation operating company. So we always advise that you operate SA using a limited company. You've got limited liability insurance and it's, it's a more professional um, setup that you are presenting to your clients, to letting agents, um, to, you know, cleaning companies, laundry companies, et cetera, et cetera. So you you go and set up your limited company, your operating company. You can do it for 15 quid, all right? It's really, really cheap. We'll get your accountant to do it. Um, it's not, that's not hard. So I don't need to be talking about setting up a limited company. You can Google this stuff and, and do it yourself. Now, when you're calling your limited company something, so let's say it's ABC Property, make sure that the domain name is not already taken for that limited company. Important stuff, because you also want to create a domain name. So if abcproperty.co.uk isn't taken, then you, you take that domain name and that's what you're gonna be calling your operating company. And clearly, if your name's Dave, then you are going to end up with an email address, which is dave at abcproperty.co.uk. So it's, it's really important if you are a UK operating business, so I do have to you know, put this caveat in, it's really important that you have a .co.uk domain because .com, people think, oh, just go for .com, it sounds you know, more global. But actually, when it comes to ranking for your website, because I'm talking about setting up your website in a minute, ranking for your website is an awful lot better to have a uh, .co.uk in terms of SEO, search en engine optimization, when people are searching um, and doing Google searches in the UK, they're going to see a .co.uk website before they see a .com website. So that's a really cool tip. Now, you want to then, I mentioned the website, you want to create a website for your brand, for your company. And so your ABC property, uh, .co.uk and your website is is obviously that and um, effectively what you've now got is you've got your company set up you've got your website set up so you can also put on your website pictures representative pictures of property that you would be providing for your clients you don't have to have any service combination properties already you can obviously just have uh, examples of property that you are going to be supplying for your guests so you can you can find um, these online you can be downloading photos etc etc of this type of property now then how do you then get your guests lined up in advance well you've got your website you've got your company name etc now you want to start doing some research you need to be targeting companies that require short-term accommodation. So in your local area, what companies need short-term accommodation? So you also want to be trying to research companies that are coming to your area that are gonna need short-term accommodation. So ordinarily, if there's no SA available, they're gonna stay in hotels. And, and this is for their visiting clients, employees, subcontractors, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you should also create, as well as a website, you should also create a flyer, a PDF flyer showing 
what you are going to be providing for your guests. So again, you can be going onto Vistaprint or something like that and be creating a PDF flyer showing representative night rates, et cetera, et cetera, of, of uh, how much per person per night could be staying in this type of property. So you've got your PDF flyer, you've got your website. Now, you should also, so I've talked about contacting online different companies, et cetera, et cetera, and, and researching those and reaching out to those. I'll talk more about how you do that in a minute. But you can also be taking your flyers to construction sites or places where there are people who, let's face it, are from out of town and they need short-term accommodation. You can be taking your flyers there and, and spreading your net far and wide and be uh, getting yourself in a situation where you're going to have People say, yes, absolutely. Um, if you're able to provide that for me at that, that night rate, you know, that much per person, then yes, we would definitely be interested in that. Because imagine at, at construction sites where people are staying in tired and dated um, B&B type property with a curfew and all that type of stuff. And then you're literally showing them a nice glossy flyer, um, which um, is is, is is a much better comparison. It could even be saving them money. You know, a lot of contractors have got a £25 per night um, allowance for their accommodation, and they might have to be topping that up to be staying somewhere else. But you could, for instance, say for five people staying in this two-bed property, it would be £25 per night per person. And so, and it looked a lot nicer, nicer than the dated B&B. So again, that's how you can be getting your corporate clients lined up in advance of going to the letting agent and asking to be taking the property. And by the way, you've got your company set up. And so uh, talking the, the script to letting agencies is for another time, but you're going to be taking the property on a company let from the letting agent using your, your limited company. Now, what else can you do to get your corporate clients lined up in advance of going to the letting agent. You can visit all of the different hotels in your area and guess what you're going to find in the car parks or parked outside is the tradesmen's vans with their email address and their phone number and their Facebook page and all of that stuff on the side, okay? You can be taking photos of that. You can put your flyers under the windscreen, but only when they're on a public street. Don't go put going onto the hotel's site. So that's against trading standards. Um, but you, if they're on a public street, public highway, then you can be putting your flyers under the windscreen wipers. That is absolutely fine. So again, you're getting more chance of these companies contacting you in order to uh, say, yes, absolutely, give us more information. We are interested um, but you could also be photographing the side of these, these vans and be emailing your flyer, emailing your website, etc. You could have an email template set up and send this out to all of these different people who are proving that they require short-term accommodation. In some of these hotels, you know, you'll see 10 different vans from the same company. I mean, how much is that accommodation budget costing all staying in a Premier Inn or something like that? So again, this is getting your guests lined up in advance of going and acquiring property from letting agents. So research the companies and business that uh, will need uh, short-term accommodation in your area. Okay, so you can go on the planning portal Planning portal is going to tell you what is going on, what is coming to your area in ter terms of uh, development projects and that type of thing. So you go on the planning portal and you will see the names of the companies who are going to be doing the 
the work. So whichever building firm, for instance, is going to be knocking up the new build development down the road. And then you can be reaching out to that particular company, offering your services to them as an alternative to a hotel. You can be going on to business networking groups. And a lot of these are online nowadays, right? So you've got your four end, you've got your BNI networking groups. You can be reaching out for those and, and getting involved in either in person or online uh, business networking. And again, what you are looking for, the referrals you are looking for is companies that need short-term accommodation, quality short-term accommodation. Social media. So you can be going on social media and going on to LinkedIn. You're looking for the point of contact at these different companies that you can be reaching out to and sending your information to and create a win-win situation where you're going to be saving that company money on their accommodation budget for their visiting guests, clients, subcontractors, etc. etc. You, you know, you can find the, the company's Facebook page and be, you know, you can bypass the gatekeeper sometimes by going straight to their Facebook or find whatever their social media they are using, and you can be sending their information direct to people that way. So obviously you're going to contact these companies offering your services. And clearly, you're going to be saving them money on hotels. Now, obviously, the, a lot of the time, the reaction is going to be send us more information. And you've got your flyers, you've got your, um, your website information already lined up. So when you are contacting these companies and you get to speak to the person whose responsibility it is to be booking short-term accommodation, make sure that you record the name of the person who you are dealing with, that point of uh, contact, right? So you need, need to be able to name drop that person because as soon as you get the, yes, absolutely, if you're able to provide that for me, we've got, let's say they've got um, 20 contractors coming to your area to do the new build development down the road starting next month. And so you want to record the name of the company and obviously the point of contact at that company because guess what you can now do? You can now go into the letting agents or phone them up um, so for a lot of the people that I mentor, I do this for them. I, I ring the letting agent. But in advance of ringing the letting agent, I want to know um, all of the information that I have just outlined. OK, so what company is it that's coming? Who needs it? Who's the point of contact? And uh, I need obviously I get sent the uh, right move and uh, Zoopla links of the property. So I'm phoning the agent or speaking to the agent and literally the reason why I am looking to source said property on their website or listed, you know, on Rightmove, et cetera, is because I have got 20 contractors coming from next month and I need to be providing quality accommodation for them. OK, and so that is why I'm interested in their property. I'm, I'm able to name the company. They can do their own due diligence and check out if this company is coming. They can contact the company themselves and say, oh, have you been dealing with ABC property? Um, and they, yeah, absolutely. And so they're, you know, we, we, they're going to be providing our short term accommodation when we come. And so that's absolutely fine. Here's the thing. Letting agents don't. They, they won't actually bother, but the fact that you've named that person and you've named the company and you've named the development site that's happening down the road, do you think that's a lot better than just saying you, you want to rent a property from them and list it on Airbnb? Okay, so this is, this is how I find um, it, it's so much more compelling um, and you have so much more volition when you are going to the letting agent with your guests already lined up 
because a lot of people do, the the leap of faith is I get you know Kev will service combination work you know if I if I let's say it's a rent to SA if I pay the rent and I pay the deposit and I get the property furnished is it going to work you know because we talk about doing all the due diligence running the numbers working out the night rates working out the costs what what is the likely occupancy going to be based on that will the deal work and so doing your deal analysis and so based on all that I, I say to people, yes, if you've done all that work, let me see the spreadsheet. It works. Yeah, fine. But then it's still, uh, can I can I press go on this? But actually, if you've done this preparatory work in advance, that's going to give you the confidence that you it's definitely going to work. Because not only have you got your clients lined up in advance, and let's say you've got multiple different companies saying, yes, if you were to provide it. So you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, but multiple companies saying, yes, we are definitely interested. Then you've also got the ability to be getting guests in from booking.com, Airbnb, or your own website, etc. Google, you can be listing your, your business on Google now for free as well. So it's just going to give you a much a better feeling and have a lot more confidence that you're doing the right thing. But it's also going to show the letting agent is going to be able to see in you that you've got your your guests lined up, you've got your corporate client up, client lined up. So let's say the the company, the development company needs. I'm, I'm actually thinking of a specific example where I was ringing a letting agent on behalf of uh, a mentee of mine, and they actually needed accommodation for at least the next six months. And so it worked that uh, and, and it's for a particular development site that was happening down the road and, and they were able to get their first property from a letting agent. And often you find when you get your first property from a letting agent, then the, 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 the next one follows and the one after that follows. Because if you're keeping the property in show home condition and you are paying the rent every time and the letting agent isn't having to do any work here they're doing their their inspections and the property is immaculate and 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 you're you're there's no problem tenants to manage because you're the tenant then the letting agent is going to think you know what let's do another one and it's important to remember here with letting agents is that you represent more money for them when you're walking in the door because you want to take the property on a company let uh, instead of a normal buy to let tenant walking in through the door because they're not able to charge them them tenant referencing fees but they are able to charge your company tenant referencing fees so actually they get more money for less work when you are taking the property from them now don't worry about you know being a brand new limited company you that you know i explained that we're just setting up in the area and so we've we've started a, a, a brand new limited company so it's it's it won't pass the uh, credit reference but that's fine because um, we will stand as a guarantor so whoever the owner of the company is so you let's say it's your limited company you'll you uh, tell the letting agent you'll stand as a guarantor for when um, it doesn't pass the the t uh, credit referencing check and letting agents are perfectly used to people and companies not passing these because some of these credit reference agencies need uh, a, an awful lot of turnover etc and track record to pass these so they're they used to the tenant the, the referencing company coming back and saying didn't pass however um you know they they could stand as a guarantor so that's absolutely normal and by the way 
the it's a GDPR states that the tenant referencing company cannot tell the letting agent just how much turnover you have got, i.e. zero. <laughs> they can't they cannot say all of that personal information that they have got on your limited company. They just say didn't pass tenant referencing and so needs a guarantor and you just step up to the mark as a guarantor. A lot of people, you know, if your own credit um Score isn't high. You just need somebody else to stand in for you to act as a guarantor. So that, folks, is the best way to be getting Rent to SA properties from letting agents is to have your guests lined up in advance. And it's just going to make it so much easier for you to be um, convincing the letting agent to be doing it if they can see that you are a professional outfit and you've got corporate clients lined up. And let's face it, if you have got corporate clients lined up and remember, you know, at the moment, there's there's lockdown restrictions taking place at the time of this recording. And but hey, guess what? You can be key workers, contractors, people that have to work. They are the best types of clients anyway, because they are the ones that need property for one month, two months, three months, you know, six months. So they are where the money is. Yes, when there's no lockdown restrictions and we're, we're benefiting from the staycation boom, then you've just got the best of both worlds. You've got the uh, leisure guests as well as the contractors all lining up to be booking your service accommodation property so there's more demand than that type of scenario and when there's more demand for something the price of that thing goes up so absolutely you mustn't worry about what is going on in the marketplace because you know observe the masses do the opposite as long as you've got the right training as long as you've got the right education then you are still going to be able to prosper because other people people that are doing SA and they've only got the property listed on, on Airbnb. Um, they have got all their eggs in one basket. So I'm talking about having multiple ways of be getting bookings. So your website listed on Google, on all the different platforms, but also be going and sourcing your clients yourself, got your own Facebook page, et cetera, et cetera. Go and do the extra yard to be getting your clients yourself because you'll make an awful lot more money out of service accommodation by doing that and you'll be able to prosper because when a lot of people panic and they're handing back rent to SAs, they're handing, handing back management properties, they are um, um, turning their SAs into buy-to-let, putting a buy-to-let tenant in them, then as far as I'm concerned, that's great because there's there's less supply then and the demand keeps going up. So hopefully you found that useful. Here's to your serviced accommodation success and remember, your future needs you. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. Why not also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn more about property and serviced accommodation.